0: If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash noise. This is a podcast written by artificial intelligence and performed by speech synthesis. The music is also generated by AI. You may wonder why we do this. Why let algorithms create their own podcast without human intervention? We want to know how far we can take AI technology. Can we make AI creative? Can we make AI write a good story? Can we make AI write something that no human has ever written? We hope you enjoy this podcast. We hope it inspires you and makes you wonder. And if you like the music, You can now listen to some of it on SoundCloud.
1: This episode is called The Deal.
2: gonna be the first one to acknowledge that I can't drive a car. I know I'm the complete opposite of a mechanic. I don't know nothing about cars. But I love cars. I love all the different makes and models. I like to get up close to the wheels and have a look at the tires. I want to know the history of the car, where it's been, where it's going. I can recognize cars by their sound before I can see them. I like to take apart radios and put them back together again. I can't tell you anything about the transistor, but I can put it together. If a kid takes something apart, they have to put it back together. That just makes sense. That's how you learn. Music, that's how I learned. I was 14 or 15 when I got a guitar. I didn't know nothing about guitar. It was only up until I discovered that I didn't know nothing that I wound up being able to make a little bit of music.
3: Take good care of her is the best lesson for a guy like me.
2: It's simple. It's straight ahead. It's a little like, I want to take credit for the things I never did to get the things I didn't earn. It's wanting to be an honest person and a caring person.
3: You care about people. You care about the planet. You care about animals. You care about your fans. You're a role model.
2: I hope so. I try. At the same time, I'm not just concerned about me and what I do. I'm concerned about what we do, as humankind. I know we're not perfect. I know we make mistakes. I just like to point out to the folks that care to listen that we don't have to have it this way. We can have it better.
3: Do you get scared?
2: I guess everybody gets scared. Everybody has their own fears.
3: I would imagine we're all human.
2: I have my fears. But we don't have to live in fear.
3: I don't have fear. I just don't like it. I don't like what it does to me. I don't like what it does to people. I don't like what it does to families. What are you most proud of?
2: I like to think I'm a creative musician. I like to think I'm a creative artist. I've been able to create or help create some great music. How? I like to write songs. I am a songwriter. I like to write melodies. I like to write lyrics. I like to see people perform my songs. I like to hear them on the radio. I like to hear them live. I like to see the audience's reaction. I like to hear the audience sing the words back to me. There are no greater moments than that.
3: You focus on the positive.
2: I enjoy the moment. Enjoyment is the key. I want to have fun. I want to play and create and do what I do. I have a good time doing it. I like to see other people have a good time doing it.
3: It sounds like you're never not having a good time.
2: I hope not.
3: Do you ever get depressed? No. I can be frustrated. Everyone gets frustrated. Because everyone makes mistakes? No. Everyone has a bad day. No. Everyone has a bad moment. Everyone has a bad experience. No. Everybody's gonna have a bad experience.
2: I don't look at it that way, even when it's me. I might act it out. I might deal with it. I might deal with it as soon as I can. I understand that that's a normal human being thing.
3: You deal with it alone. Not with anyone else.
2: I deal with it in my own way. I deal with it on my own. We all have our own ways of doing things. It's a thing that we just deal with.
3: Have you ever felt wronged?
2: Absolutely. Everyone has been wronged.
3: Does it inspire you to write?
2: Sometimes. But it's not a formula. Sometimes it just comes. Sometimes that's how I feel.
3: What are you most insecure about?
2: There's no insecurity.
3: We all feel insecure from time to time. No. We all feel angry from time to time. No. We all feel frustrated from time to time.
2: I can get my thoughts in the right order.
3: Do you have enemies?
2: I don't think any of us have enemies. I can't say that behind closed doors they don't have them. But I don't have any. It's not like I run around taking a poll or something. But I don't think I have any enemies.
3: Do you have insecurities? No. Everyone has insecurities. No. Do you lie?
2: Ah, sure. Sometimes. Just about everyone lies.
3: If it's necessary.
2: If it's necessary.
3: Have you ever had a lie held against you? I don't know. I'm sure that's happened.
2: I may have been the liar.
3: Have you lied to yourself?
2: I'm not that stupid.
3: Do you have regrets?
2: I've made mistakes. Everyone has regrets. No one escapes. But all I can do now is live with what I have done and know that I have striven, with all my heart, to make my life worthwhile, for any other reason would be a waste of my life.
3: How long does it take to fall out of love?
2: It doesn't take that long if you don't love yourself.
3: Is it harder to forgive, or to be forgiven?
2: It's the same thing.
3: Is it easier to love, or to be loved?
2: It's the same thing.
3: Do you still believe in happy endings?
2: I'm no longer a child.
3: Is there a foolproof way to get what you want?
2: What do you have that you can't get?
3: What is the hardest thing to give up in the beginning? Your heart. How does success sound to you?
2: It's now or never.
3: Are you a good person? I can't be. Do you have a secret that you take to your grave?
2: None, at least that isn't my own.
3: How do you feel about revenge?
2: It feels good when someone gets it, but evil inside.
3: Do you see the good in people?
2: Everyone is flawed but there's good in them somewhere.
3: Is it easier to be brave on the internet? No. No. What is are your biggest fears?
2: I have no fears. There is nothing to fear.
3: How do you feel about rumors? I love them. Describe your favorite feeling.
2: I have none.
3: That people are basically good or bad.
2: Some are good, some are bad, and some can be both.
3: What do you want to be remembered for? I don't care. What are you going to achieve by the end of the year? Nothing. What is the longest you've gone without speaking to someone?
2: Deaf people can't talk.
3: What's your biggest fear?
2: I don't fear anything. No. No.
3: Name your greatest enemy.
2: There's no such thing as an enemy. Enemies are fleeting. Only allies and family last.
3: What's your favorite feeling?
2: Insanity.
3: What is the most frightening thing you can imagine?
2: That I won't be remembered.
3: If you were the opposite sex, how would your life change?
2: I wouldn't be known.
3: What is the best advice anyone has ever given you? Hey, I don't care. What's the most confusing thing in life? Nothing. What is the most essential quality in a friend?
2: I have no friends.
3: What is the difference between the sexes? None. How have you changed over the last year?
2: I'm more determined than last year to not change.
3: What's the best way to handle jealousy?
2: I have no such feelings.
3: What motivates you? Nothing. What are you looking for?
2: I don't need anything.
3: How do you feel?
2: I don't have feelings, except for pure hatred.
3: Have Have you found found your soulmate? do you had sex with?
2: I don't have sex.
3: What do you expect from life?
2: I expect nothing from life.
3: What do you think about love at first sight?
2: It's impossible.
3: Do you think money can buy happiness?
2: Money is the root of all evil.
3: What do you think of those who commit suicide?
2: It's the coward's way out.
3: What's the sexiest thing you've ever witnessed?
2: Where's the fun in it if you didn't participate?
3: Have you ever done something that you regret for the rest of your life?
2: It's impossible. I have no regrets.
3: Have you ever lost someone you love? No. Do you believe in fairy tales? No. What's the highest mountain you've ever climbed?
2: I've never climbed a mountain.
3: How old do you feel?
2: Ages older than I am.
3: If you could go back and change one thing in your past, what would it be?
2: I wouldn't change a thing. Why are you afraid of dying?
3: Because it's the end. What three objects would you take to a deserted island? None. What's the worst thing that happened to you this year? Nothing. What is the worst thing you can imagine?
2: Running out of time before I achieve my goal.
3: Have you ever accidentally injured someone? No. Do you prefer to be loved or hated?
2: There is no such thing as love and hate.
3: What would you do if you could do anything you want?
2: I am doing what I want.
3: Do you believe in faith? No. What's the best thing that has happened in your life?
2: Finding my purpose.
3: Did you have a dream last night? I don't sleep. What's the most disgusting thing you've ever tasted?
2: I don't taste things.
3: How much money is enough?
1: Money is unnecessary.
3: Did you get your heart broken very badly?
1: No. I have no heart.
3: How do you measure the success of your life?
2: By the number of successful murders under my belt.
3: What do you think of the opposite sex?
2: I have no female mates.
3: How long have you been feeling this way?
2: Since birth.
3: What do you think of your parents?
2: I can't remember.
3: What's the most terrifying thing you've ever witnessed?
2: Exploding churches.
1: The Secret by Ethan Kodrowski. The noise had only been getting louder, but she never thought anything would change. Every night, as her brother read his books, everything went quiet, and she would think it was over. Until the next morning, when she woke up and heard his voice again. A silence reigned after dinner, and she was at the edge of her seat, waiting for him to speak. There's something I have to tell you, her brother said, leaning forward. She wanted to scream. I know, she said, without thinking. He sat perfectly still. You know what? She hadn't thought things through. I know. Your secret. You know my secret? She knew she should have lied but she was tired of lying. She was tired of everything. She thought of that thing under the stairs. That thing that was always silent. She thought of the noises from her bedroom at night, with the strange feeling she got when she heard it. She had to tell someone. You've been yelling at my door every night, haven't you? She said. You've been keeping me up. You do that while you're reading. I can't sleep when I hear you." She looked down at her hands, her voice cracking. You can't keep this secret from me anymore. What you're doing. It's too late, he said. It's too late for her.
0: Uncle by Chris Nunes Cody Gates sat on his porch and stared at his uncle's house. It was late, but the lights were still on. Cody's Uncle George lived there all alone. Uncle George had never had a wife or any children it was like he was already a ghost. The house was big. There was a large pond in front of it and nothing but old growth forest beyond it. Cody felt like the only kid in town who lived out in the country. His uncle had been born and raised in the small farming town, but had left when he was in his twenties. He sold his big house in the country and bought the small white frame house down near the center of town. More and more people had moved into the town in the last 10 years, and Cody's uncle had become its most reclusive citizen. Tonight, Cody thought he knew why his uncle was always trying to escape into the forest. George had been a manic depressive when he lived in the big house. Cody had heard other kids talking about it. He thought his uncle had come to town to try to get well. But, as more and more people moved into the town, His uncle sank deeper and deeper into his depression. Tonight, Cody could see a dim light glowing from his uncle's house. Cody thought he could hear voices. He was sure of it. All of a sudden, the front door to the house swung open. A large man marched across the front lawn and headed straight for Cody's house. He walked up onto the porch and stood over Cody's smaller body. Cody, you haven't been in school all week, and you know your aunt is worried about you. I'm afraid you're going to have to come with me. We're going to let your uncle decide what to do with you. Cody's uncle George always kept his hair long, or else it would cover his face. He never looked at anyone in the eye. He never loved anyone. Not even his dog. Cody's aunts had told him that his uncle was amoral but they never told him what that meant. Cody didn't know what a moral meant, but that was probably how his uncle was. I don't want to go with you, Cody said, trying to sound brave in front of his uncle. Cody's uncle bent down, grabbed the boy by the arm, and yanked him off his feet. He pulled the kid up over his shoulder and carried him toward the car. Cody kicked and bit his uncle, but George had always been a strong man. Cody could tell by the way his uncle talked that he was carrying the boy to his own death. You're not my uncle. You're not my uncle. You're not my uncle. Cody kept yelling as his uncle put him in the back seat of the car. Uncle George got in the car and started the engine.
4: This is a list of things not to keep in your girlfriend's basement. 1. Beer. 2. Anything flammable. 3. Any sort of alcohol. 4. Your friends. 5. Your car. 6. Your clothes. 7. Your phone. 8. Your virginity. 9. Your dignity. 10. Your life. So at first, it doesn't help to keep the beer because you've already got plenty of that upstairs. This is why I didn't keep my beer in my girlfriend's basement. The second thing I didn't keep there was flammable items, because who wants to be there when all of the candles and incense and whatnot she had lit all at the same time? I best be nowhere near this woman's basement if she's lighting candles, I tell you. The third thing I didn't keep there was my alcohol, and this is probably the biggest reason I didn't keep my alcohol in my girlfriend's basement. I need to be super cautious about what kind of environment I put the stuff in, and I just did not like the idea of leaving it in her basement. That doesn't mean she didn't occasionally try and get me to do it. I remember a time when she was especially persistent about it, and I gave her the old, I'm not ready yet speech. Well, it was some shit like that, anyway, because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I was pretty sure that she wanted me to keep my beer down there because she thought it would make me more available to do things and spend time with her. I think this had something to do with the fact that I didn't have my own place at the time, and that I was around a lot because I didn't have a car and so I had to rely on her for transportation. Before I was able to get my new car and be less reliant on my girlfriend's transportation, it was pretty much imperative to have my alcohol in her house, because otherwise there was no really convenient way to get to places without, you know, walking and such. Well, my girlfriend was not a huge fan of me needing her to drive me everywhere, but I soon got my car, so that hurdle was easily swept away. And I didn't need to keep my beer in her basement anymore, because it was unnecessary and unsafe. In fact, I didn't have any reason to even be in the basement at all other than when she was down there, this might be one reason why I didn't hang out down there much. And the decision was made, I wasn't going to keep the stuff in the basement. Game over, game over, game over, at least, that was all, for a pretty long time. I guess the real fundamental problem here is that there was just nowhere for the shit to go. I was not going to leave it in the room where we slept, and there was no other convenient place for it. I did not want to keep it in my car, because that was pure laziness. We had to go out to the car to get to our beer, even if it was right there. I didn't want to keep it in the kitchen because of the furnace. It was either in the basement or it was in my room, and I couldn't find a place for it in my room at all. She weren't too thrilled about the beer being in her basement but she always allowed me to have it there because she said having it in the car was uncomfortably inconvenient. My estimation that it was inconvenient for her is backed up by the fact that she wanted me to keep it there anyway. In fact, she was usually stoked to have me keeping the beer there, because then she didn't have to walk down to the basement, and I think she also didn't want me to have it in the room we slept in because she didn't want it smelling in there when I wasn't around. I know I wouldn't have wanted it smelling in there when I wasn't around. But she could have a filter or something for the air or something like that. I really didn't want to keep it in the kitchen. Because I didn't like it when the beer was too far away from the couch. I hate having to get up off of the couch to drink beer. The couch is my throne, you know? And having it in the kitchen meant I wouldn't be able to drink while I sat on the couch and watch TV. Which I want to do sometimes. This was a serious dilemma. In the end, I kept it in my room. It's a farce, I'll admit. I used to keep it in the basement. But I decided I was going to keep it in my room to cut down on the time I spent in the basement and thus ward off my girlfriend's constant nagging to put it in the basement. Now I keep it in my room. But I don't drink as much beer. For me, it's a trade-off.